I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lee bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Here we go. Hit the record button and then we'll do a do our little intro. All right. So uh this guy, we got a, a guy who's looking good. Just got done with a, a long day, <laughs> long day of work. Uh still got a big smile on and um, you know, is a, a former uh site queue, but also is a leader in our our community. Uh and uh Feeney, man, it's it's good to see you. You look good and uh hopefully you could get a chance to tell us about you know why you're always smiling and, and I've also heard yeah. some rumors about uh technology maybe not being one of your strong suits. I want to get oh come on get come your on. thoughts there, but uh you know, I think it was Swiper. I don't know. It, it, Swiper was saying you know, Feeney's a hard one to get get a hold of because he's you know technology is not his favorite. So I don't know, you can, you can debunk that or not, but yeah, I think I, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a swipe at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what, uh, start us off from the beginning. You know, I, we love to just hear like who brought you out. So who EH'd you, uh, what was the first workout like? And then, um, how'd you get the name? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, pumped about being here, pumped about, uh, sharing my story. So it was December, uh, three years ago. So it'd be December, 2020, uh, when Rooney, who, uh, Rooney and I go back, uh, boy, till, since we were like six years old, nice. uh, went to the same elementary school together, uh, went to junior high, high school together, been friends forever. Uh, he was in my wedding. I was the best man in his wedding. So he came by and, uh, he's, he's, he's a little proud of himself. You know, he's yeah. feeling good after the workout and, uh, he had, he had just started F3. He's like, hey, you got to come. You'll love it. I said, yeah, I'm in. And it was, I believe, December tw- uh, December 30th because we were on break for uh, school. And I coach basketball. So during basketball season, it is way more challenging uh, before F3 and even during F3 to get, get a solid workout in. So uh-huh. show up on a Tuesday at the sanitarium. Nice. And it was um, – Oh, it was Patton leading the workouts. He was on the on the queue there, and it was snowy, and it was about twenty degrees. And I didn't have any of the any of the good clothing on or anything that all the the vets, Rookie. the savvy vets do. Yeah. And so we go down on the field, and and we are we're doing all sorts of stuff, and I'm just trying to keep up. And guys like, uh, uh, Girl Dad, yeah. and Rooney did not. Uh, did not quite tell me modify as necessary. <laughs> and so I'm trying to keep up with, oh gosh, who was it? Ferd, I know was in that group. And there was just, it was a whole group of just butt kickers. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to keep up and, oh my gosh, it was tough. And and I did for the most part, but it was the, it was the aftermath mm-hmm. that was rough. It's when that dehydration starts, you get a little tingly. And, and so, uh, Rooney's taking me home and we get uh, probably six or seven houses away 
or my street. Of course, he stopped through the McDonald's drive-thru and he had a sausage biscuit. <laughs> and, I, and I said, open the, open the door now. I'm going to throw up. And, oh, I threw up everywhere, all over the street, get inside, stumble up to the bedroom. I'm lying on the floor. And I'm not even in bad shape. It's just yeah. it's just it's a different type of, of, of workout than I was used to. And, of course, I had to turn around and get to basketball by 830, I think it was. But, uh I showed up uh, a couple days later, and from that point forward, boy, it's been a it's been a blessing for sure. But yeah. that, that was always when, when uh, you know the FNGs show up and they go through it. I I can help out. Been there. Been there. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. so that's cool. I didn't realize you and Rooney were that close. Um, so that's so it sounds like it was a pretty easy EH just because you knew him and you're like I'm a- yeah. I'm going to do whatever this guy's doing because we're buddies or. Yeah, we pretty much, uh, we're very, very similar in what we do. We always have been. Uh, so we, I mean, we've done stuff like we, we uh, had our uh, lawnmower business together because we were both athletes. And oh, nice. We started in 15 and uh, when we were 15 years old, three men and more. Oh, wow. Uh, That's three awesome. men and more mowing grass and kicking butt. Is what yeah. I tell my students that, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so we've done that. We played baseball together. We played basketball together. Uh, we our first year teaching at uh, Pappy South was the first year together, and then uh, he's moved on to the head principal. And yeah, we've been we've been real close ever since. I'm the uh, godparent to uh, his kids, and yeah, it's great. That's awesome, man. I, yeah. I love that. And so then the name, obviously, it seems pretty intuitive, but tell us, you know, how did the naming go? Were there any other options that were thrown out for you? You know, I think I was too woozy to even remember some <laughs> of the options at the time. Uh, they, I didn't, I didn't quite tell them about uh, my feet. I've got, usually that's the thing that I'm six foot, but I wear size 15. So yeah. we just, they, they went quick right to the teaching. And Feeney is the teacher in Boy Meets World. Yeah. And so they decided that was appropriate. And, uh, yeah, it's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot worse out there. I know that. Yeah, man. I At the recent uh, shovel pass, I remember looking down for the prayer, and I'm like, gosh, whose feet are those? And that, That's right. Yeah. That your feet, man. I couldn't believe that. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it awesome. shocks people. Yeah. What, so you mentioned a little bit from like a fitness perspective, you were in pretty good shape, maybe had a workout routine already, but what, what was your experience from a first F? I mean, was it just different style workout or tell us about that? Well, it's the, I, I still tell people to this day it, and like, I need, I need something to be competitive with. I need, I need a goal and there's nothing better than doing it with like-minded people that are moving the same direction and great guys. It's like, a t- it's a team. It doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter if you're 15, if you're, you're 60, you need a, you need a team. Hmm. I mean, most like when people get really old um, into their seventies and eighties, they uh, research shows that team in some form of it keeps them alive. It keeps them going. And yeah. I'd say, I'd say just in terms of a consistency, I cannot, uh, I can, I'm just not mentally tough enough to work out after a full day of teaching and coaching. I've got three kids. Uh, they're 15, 13 and nine. Uh, mm. I've got a wife and they demand my time as they should. Um, mm. and it's just, it, 
there's so many excuses you can make, but you cannot, uh, you can't make good enough excuses uh, when it's early in the morning. And that consistency for me and that, that team atmosphere, it's been everything to me. It's what keeps, I think it's what keeps everybody coming back. You, you always hear that in the COTs. Yes, you get to work out and uh, there's, you get everything, but it, it's the, it's always the people. It's yeah. always the people. It doesn't matter if it's uh, uh, teaching uh, my favorite classes that I've ever had or my favorite teams that, uh, whether it's tennis, basketball, baseball that I've coached, my favorite it, teams are always, it comes back to the people and they're always just, uh, they're the best behaved and nobody behaves like F3. I mean, yeah. the consistency of it, there's nothing like it. So, yeah, I, I love that. And I think you're spot on, you know, it's, it's interesting too. Cause like, a lot of us are on a team at some point, you know, growing up maybe through sports or, you know, in high school, college, and then you kind of lose that. Right. So it's like this right. huge draw to be able to be a part of that. And it, um, I'm curious your thoughts just from like, uh, you know, have you read free to lead? Is that something you have you had a chance? I to? haven't, but I've done plenty of the uh, Q sources and yeah. So, well, so, you know, they kind of talk about like male loneliness, right, as being something that is a draw for guys or like sad clown syndrome. And, you know, right, right. You feel like before F3, was there something maybe you were missing or anything in that space? Or was it just the routine and the morning uh, workout with guys that was, you feel like, filled the gap? Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing sad clown in terms of the loneliness because uh, plenty of groups of people mm -hmm. uh, that, I invest in invest in me also, but in terms of I, I you know guys and doing something physical yeah. and something competitive, uh, I I don't think I don't think I had uh, that consistency like I said earlier. I don't think there's there's not a lot of people in people's workplaces that are doing the stuff that F three is doing. Yeah. And so and that's the thing, as much as that first workout or those first couple workouts hurt, I think, you know, deep down, whether it doesn't matter if someone's an F3 or not, I, I think they crave that man craves that physicality and the competitiveness and, and the goal setting and shooting for something that's, that's hard. I mean, it's do hard yeah. things like yeah. we say, so that that's what I was, that's what I was definitely missing. And uh, that's what F3's provided for me. Yeah. I love the, you mentioned this too, a little bit of, of like the, the morning, right? To me, that's just, it's just the best time, right? It's like yeah. <laughs> by the time you get through the day, there's a lot of, uh, in Free to Lead, they talk about uh, noble excuses, right? Like we'll come up with just about anything, but it ultimately, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's the perfect time. So curious yeah. thoughts, you know, the, cause I, I think there is, um, some research out there too, right. On, on like guys doing difficult things together. Uh, but then that kind of helping to be vulnerable and create stronger relationships. So talk to me a little bit about like second F what's been your experience with, with that piece. Have you seen any growth there? Oh, I absolutely have. I, I teach, uh, I not only teach world Civ up here, but I do three sections of our leadership Academy. Oh, cool. And the, the leader, I've been doing the Leadership Academy for teaching it, co-teaching it with another coach up here for about nine years. And I'd say it's about three years ago, the game changer in terms of getting the class to where we want it to be was vulnerability. Hmm. And at first, us demonstrating vulnerability so that then the kids feel comfortable enough 
to say what's on their mind. And you see that play out in F3 uh, all the time. Some of, some of those COTs that are probably really personal to the group of, of guys that are there, and, and sometimes that's not even shared amongst others mm-hmm. unless they share it. Uh, that's that stuff's sacred, and when they do it, you remember it, and it there's such a greater appreciation. As much as as much as we try to to hide our faults, hmm. um, it's amazing that when we share them with others, how much more liked we are, hmm. how much more accessible we become to that person, how much more uh, real we are. Yeah, because. And you see that play out. Those are the best. Those are the best stories in F three. Yeah. Uh, is those comeback stories that are like, man, that is, that's more impressive than anything I've done. Or how can I use that in my life? Uh, they're remarkable. They're yeah. great. And what a, what an amazing way to end uh, a tough beatdown is to yeah. hear people being vulnerable. Yeah, I, I love that too. I, I think it's it's interesting too, right? Because the sad clown syndrome, right, is ultimately like putting on a front or a mask and pretending to be somebody that we're not, right? So creating this space where guys can intentionally be who they are and be loved for it is like it doesn't. I don't think it exists anywhere else, you know. So no, it doesn't. It's it's something that it, it's the secret sauce. Yeah. It's what it's what takes teams to the next level. The teams that I've coached. When they've shown that vulnerability, it's incredible how they've taken off and accelerated. And the F3 culture, it, it just provides that on a daily basis. It provides the opportunity. And yeah. when uh, new guys come in and they're new to it, they're a couple weeks in, they're a month in, and they see that, wow, this, when they say safe space, this isn't just another sign up at a business or something like that, that says, Hey, here's what we do. You see it in action. You see it lived daily. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's the secret sauce. Yeah. You mentioned um, COTs and you know, there's obviously a little bit of, of second F at some of the workouts, but have you like, has coffee been a key for you or where else have you found the opportunity to connect with guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's harder during the uh, teaching and coaching yeah. season to, to get to some coffee, but, uh, oh yeah, that, that was, that was my favorite parts at the, at the beginning is the Titan, uh, Titan alley, the coffee. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just, I, you know, I'm kind of, I like to think I'm blue collar in a lot of things, but I, I need some good coffee. You know, I need some, <laughs> And yeah. that, that coffee, I, I remember always telling the guys that, man, this is like this is legit coffee. Mm-hmm. You can smile on your face and stick around and gets you off mm-hmm. to a good start. And, and being able to just talk and uh, about just anything with yeah. the guys at Cafeteria, uh, always, I've always loved that, especially after the, the big celebrations, whether it's the 4th of July, the 1776 workout, Memorial Day, uh, Thanksgiving, the turkey trots and stuff that, that, that stuff's a blast that that those those are those are always great memories those are moments i think we're always trying to be involved in moments i always think we're trying to create moments and when you can when f3 again just provides moments for for guys all the time to, yeah. to have those good memories together 
Well, and some of what you mentioned there are, are almost like uh, like these mini CSOP, you know, events that do often have like a second F flavor, right? So like, go, you know, participating in the in a halfway house or like the, you know, turkey trot or Santa sauna or some of those things. Um, did you find, you know, in your experience, was it just doing something a little more challenging, like upping the bar a little bit kind of? help to deepen relationship or connection with guys or the conversation maybe during, or what was your. Yeah. I, I, yeah. When you are, I mean, there's a handful of guys that uh, when you are at that have completely uh, when I'm with them, I know I'm getting better. Yeah. And I think of like the dip brothers, I think of uh, KOA, I think of, I mean, there's a number of Chernobyl, yeah. Uh, swipe or throw him in there. Approve there. Uh, when <laughs> when you're doing these hard things with some of these guys that are pushing along, yeah. I mean, I guess for me, I'm I'm very thankful that they're pushing me uh, with those. And that's that's another thing. Like each person brings their unique uh, talents to F3, no matter what shape they're in at all yeah uh, and you're always getting something from uh from everybody in there so yeah yeah no that's that's phenomenal and i i agree i mean it's it's interesting just the number of guys that you could name right it'd be hard to name them all that like you get next to them and in some way they're pushing you to be better whether it's the way they talk about their family or the way that the, how fast they run or what you know different angles for different guys, but it, it does feel like there's always somebody next to you. That's kind of like, Hey, here's another opportunity, right? There's always something. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. Can... When you, when we, uh, just, uh, Thursdays, uh, at the sandlot, just getting a long run in and mm-hmm. pushing yourself. And I, I remember here, here's just one example, uh, in teaching young kids, I remember, and there's been several people, like I said, that you could go on and on, but, uh, a good run with firewalker about a year ago and he's talking about we're kind of relating to he's he's trying to get I think I asked him what do you see from 23 to 26 year olds right now in the workplace Hmm. uh, that maybe you didn't see five years ago and it just light bulb and he's going on and on I'm like yeah it's here's what I see from 16 to 18 year olds right now and here's probably what's coming later on and and what's amazing is we're both pushing each other and we're running hard. When you get in those deep conversations with other people, you almost forget you're working out. Yeah. It, no. it flies by. So you're <laughs> yeah. pushing each other. I mean, I get, I get goosebumps thinking about it, how special that is. That's, that's very hard to do on your own. And yeah. at least for me, that's, yeah. that's very hard for me to get that, that combination on my own. Sure. I can, I can listen to a podcast and, and run and I do that, but uh, the human dynamic of it with people pushing you physically, pushing you to think uh, differently and even just getting ideas yeah. um, and being a sponge off of other people's comments. Cause I, I love listening to like, I like asking questions on the a run and just, and just listening to what people think. So yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's an interesting question too. I and I um man, I wish we had the recording of your guys's conversation, but it, it is funny. I've had that happen too where you're like 
the conversation is so intense that you almost, you run faster, but you almost don't even, you know, yeah. notice and I bet, yeah, I bet you can remember exactly what the day was, where it was at, no. what it was about, you know, it, no. it's neat how that human element works out. Yeah. Talk to me, you know, I was just reading, uh, you know, my, one of my devotionals today was talking about God, uh, working through relationships, right? And so we have this third F component within F3, and it's a very relational community of guys, right, as we've been talking. So I'm curious your perspective from a third F uh, standpoint, any, you know, changes or experiences you've had in that space, whether it's, you know, maybe it's, it's spiritual in nature, or maybe it's community service, but what's been your experience there? Yeah, just uh, a deepening, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I think what I love also is, starting the morning off with a prayer with uh arms around guys and we're together the power of prayer uh the power of doing that together and and hearing other people's uh faith i love i love hearing it and yeah. uh, we we've got some big time third f type people out there that are uh absolutely making me think uh the the cot's uh, that have to do with faith really uh, are inspiring. They're powerful. And it, it's impossible not to leave when, when there's a COT like that, not to leave that. And then on the way home, uh, really think deeply on it. Yeah. And that, that's a, that's a powerful thing. So what F the, what F3 also provides for that is I, I wouldn't say, that when I was getting up before F3, that that was the first thing I was doing. Mm. Uh, and so, I mean, goodness, it's, it's so simple. Fitness, fellowship, and faith. It's so simple, but sometimes those simple things, I mean, as we're talking right now, it's profound to me. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm a, I'm usually an hour, uh, hour and a half into my day. And I get, I get all three of those done in an hour and a half and then it can expand on those later on in the day, just because of my start. And yeah. that's a, that's a profound thing. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's really allowed me uh, to increase my thought of, of my faith in the morning. Yeah. Do you, you know, just curious your, your journey. I mean, did you grow up in the church or, you know, I, I initially I started with, you know, the guy that's always smiling and, and I do think I'm curious, right. Where does the, where does your hope or your smile come from? What's kind of the, you know, the story. Being? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I man. grew up in the Catholic church, still a Catholic St. Columbkill. Um, it's, it's, it's my mom. Uh, my mom has always been a Catholic woman she goes the oldest of eight kids oh, and wow. uh, her faith means a ton to her she grew up in big time poverty in south omaha uh, so she has this combination of spirituality and toughness mm. and uh, resiliency and um, yeah like just a, a quick story on it because i think everything and my my dad's amazing too but it's it's my mom who's kind of probably why i'm smiley a lot and just kind of outgoing is because she's pretty much that's who she is we went to a mom and me camp out when i was five six years old whatever <laughs> one it was. Nice. and so that means that means my mom's like 27 28 she had me when she was still in college uh, and she was waiting tables and i was a 
big old baby, uh, <laughs> just throwing up all the time, waiting tables, being tough. And anyway, she's she's like, all right, doesn't matter how we finish. You know, we're just gonna we're we're just gonna do our best, okay, Joseph? And I was like, yeah, sure. And you know, when you're on five or six, when you like are you get older, when you're old, you have like these snapshots. You know, like they're the memory's almost pictures. Like yeah. goes here, then goes here, then goes here. I remember like go. I remember me being just drug on the ground. I remember her scream at me. She's by the way, she's like five three. You know, it's, it's just a small thing. I remember just constant screaming. I remember going across the finish line. I remember it being on my back, and I remember the face like looking up, and she took me by the face like this. It's like, don't worry, we won. Oh, nice. like, oh dang okay that's you know you don't know at the time and then you think and like oh that's where the competitiveness comes um mm -hmm. and then you think about like every, everything in my uh teaching and coaching is probably comes from my mom mm -hmm. she's a social worker in the papillion vista school district she fights for people in poverty all the time it's through her faith and through uh um, through a Catholic faith, really, yeah. uh, where she can act that out at work. And I think I just, I saw things when I was younger where I'm like, I kind of like what she's doing. I like the way she's going about her business. I like how she's always got a smile on her face, even though things are tough. I want that same optimism. I guess, yeah, I'm just, a, uh, I think I just smile a lot because why not? I, yeah. Things are fun. Things are funny. Uh, I'm an optimist kind of by nature. And, uh, that's just how I've always been. So, yeah, man, yeah. I, I love that. And it is, it's interesting, right? As a, as like a parent reflecting on like, you know, how did we get to be the way we are? And then how do we parent our kids to, you know, try to do some of that? Yeah. We're not in control, right? Of any of it, which is, you know, this, this right. boggling. Um, yeah. And I love this story about your mom. So this was a, it was a mom and me, like, like race or a, a gunny sack race or. Yeah, or sorry. It was like a three-legged race. Okay. What it was. Yeah. Okay. So I just remember race that goes three legged race and drug and uh yeah. To to her winning mattered. And yeah. <laughs> it wasn't everything, but oh my gosh. And and she uh my brother coaches at Colorado State basketball. And then yeah. between that and then our games, she just she just gets herself sick about those games and it's like I can't even do it anymore. I just can't. I can't. I just wish you guys would quit. It's like relax. Things will be yeah. okay. That type of stuff. So yeah. well, so so that's a good that's a good segue kind of into the leadership piece, right? So so you're a, a leader in the community as as a teacher and as a coach, and then have also taught some leadership classes for students. Which so curious your thoughts on the like the site Q role and what you know from a leadership perspective. What's what's maybe different or the same about that role. And um, I would love your thoughts on like, did being a site cue give you any sort of experience or insight or equip you to better lead in other places or how, how does that all fit together? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. I, I did a lot of when uh, Lucky Charms asked me if I'd like to take it over. Uh, I was like, Oh gosh, I don't even know what that entails. Uh, help me out. And, you know, he, He's like, oh, it's fine. And, you know, one of the first things he says is, oh, there's no back blast at Titan Alley. Yeah. So that, that, was his, that was his hard sell yeah. uh, for me. But, 
I, I did, like I said earlier, I do a lot of uh, listening and watching. Mm. So I was kind of watching other psychues and uh, kind of go about their business and kind of how they started the site and then how it ended and kind of their journey through that. And I, I, I don't think it's bad or anything, but I, I witnessed people that um, still were like going really strong with it. And then other people that maybe were getting a little weary because sometimes it does, it is a lot. And I think that's, that's why it's one year uh, because it's time for somebody else to, to take it over. But I think it's just a great opportunity to like, for me, okay. Uh, psych you. How can I continue to build relationships with the people that are coming to Titan Alley, then rhetorical questions in my mind. Okay. As I'm doing this, am I, am I developing these same relationships with my colleagues at work? Mm. Am I, you know, you, you know, these things, but I think it was a really good reminder for me to like, Hey, stay on top of them. Yeah. Stay, stay, don't slip, stay on top. Don't assume uh, that people are okay. And these things are okay. Continue to reach out to people and I, I kind of like to do that in a one-on-one -on -one setting of others texting somebody or just talking to somebody at the workouts and uh yeah but i think i think it, it's uh, those simple things that a lot of me remember hey i can take that into my home i can take that in my work take yeah. that in my coaching and and make sure that i'm continuing to do what i say i'm good at and that is building those one-on-one -on -one relationships yeah, man, I, I love that because it, you know, I think some of it too is just like you never know as a psyche when a guy's going to show up and and just needs another guy to talk to about something really difficult, right? Or you know, yeah. and so being able to be that consistent uh, guy, you know, that's just that they know is going to be there. Um, and a, a person that comes to mind that I do, like I said, just the listening, uh, I. I have been so impressed with G-string mm. and his, uh, I've, I've heard it all the time at Titan Alley, his ability to ask questions, to have one-on-one -on -one conversations and to lift people up and to pick people up. Oh man, he, that, that guy is going to be a great sight to you someday. He yeah. is so good at that he just has that instinctual it's that instinctual quality like he knows he needs to have these conversations and he wants to yeah it's cool to see you know kind of sky cue right you think about like this you know whatever's going on in the world that we can't see you know and just the that you would be at a place that a guy needs somebody with your listening ear you know to, to just yeah. you know help him uh and most of the time at least for me what's what's the most helpful is when another guy just says like me too. Right. That's really hard for me too. You know, oh, um, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's really cool, but what about That's that affirmation too, is when somebody does open up with something then, and is vulnerable, the most underrated piece, the most important piece is the follow-up yeah. afterwards and making sure that we're following up with guys and like, Hey, that was amazing. Appreciate you sharing that. And obviously, you know this because uh, you probably received a ton yourself. I have also. That those are those are powerful messages that that do not take a lot of time, yeah. but they go a long way. Yeah, I, I love that piece about 
thanking somebody for opening up, you know, cause it's hard. It, like it's, yes. it's not easy to do and just letting somebody know like, wow, I, I recognize that took some courage to share and, and I'm, I appreciate that you chose to share it with me, you know, and right, right. taking time to acknowledge that, especially for men, you know, these days we've kind of, you know, we're, we in F3 are just getting men used to opening up, uh, you know, and creating that safe space. But like, like you mentioned, the new guy who's been around for a month or two, it's still brand new, you know, to maybe not something they're used to doing. So I love yeah, that. Yeah. Acknowledging. What do you think about, you know, I think, um, so ear tag was your, your successor and you mentioned just kind of observing and listening and, uh, what do you think about ear tag and sort of what we're talk us through the, the selection process of him as a successor. At he, he's a, he's a dude's dude. I mean, he's yeah. just a, he's just a great guy. I mean, always in a, always in a good mood. He talks about like, Oh, it's tough. It was tough getting up today. The body's a little sore, all this stuff, like very relatable. I can, yeah. every, everything he says on that is extremely relatable. Uh, and he loves having conversations with people. He's, he's, he's always showing up. He's been really consistent at Titan Alley uh, for a long time. I mean, he could have easily and, you know, had it way before me also. Uh, wait, he's easily could have happened. But he's a, he's a, a Smurf and Murph guy. Uh, doesn't matter how much sleep he got. Uh, when he's on those runs, he, he likes – talking sports he likes talking his job he's he's another guy that's really good at asking questions and then mm-hmm. i i hear it with other per, other with him talking to other people he's also good at following up on conversations that he had with uh a guy four days ago yeah. a week ago hey how's that going for you hey i know you said you had this what's going on and uh those are those are great qualities so i just knew that uh, he'd be a great guy to have. He also expressed interest in in taking it over, also, and and it was actually around the same time I was asking him, uh, I was getting ready to ask him what his thoughts were going to be on taking it over. So it, it was seamless, really easy transition. So knees off to a great start there, doing a great job. Yeah, I, I, do you feel like now that you've handed off the flag, is there a weight lifted or you can go check out other other monday sites or what's been the experience yeah i i just did stormbreaker uh, okay in a while that was great uh i and uh, i i showed up uh monday but at the same time it was nice to do something different and and it is it is a little bit of a weight lifted off i mean like when i first took it over i mean i i didn't have a clue what, what what I was doing was so you know, like, oh boy, Memorial Day is coming up. I gotta set some stuff up here, and yeah, uh, this is coming up, and uh, like, oh boy, and that was a little, that was a little stressful for me. I'd be lying if I said it, it wasn't. But mm-hmm. uh, I definitely, it was almost when when the end came, uh, it was almost like two ends came because our basketball season just came to an end in the district finals. And then just a couple of days later was the shovel flag pass. So it's, it was kind of like this finality in mm-hmm. a sense um, that it's not, those aren't reliefs, but there's something taken yeah. off you uh, that opens time. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I, th- I think, um, you know, just getting to be at the shovel pass was just cool to see the the guys come out and support and just, you know, it, it's amazing to me, like it just the year goes by so quick and it, you know, yeah. it's like, wow, you know, Titan Alley now has been a site for three and a half, four years. Right. It's like, yeah. it's crazy just to think, think through that, you know, it, it, so I, I just, and, and the kind of the, you know, the leadership tree, right. Of guys that have led there. So it's, you know, you got JC and then lucky and then you, and then uh, now ear tag, I may be missing somebody. It seems like nope, that's it right there. Those are the four. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's just cool to like think about all the guys that have, have led and had an impact there. I'm curious your thoughts on, you know, we, we talk a lot about uh, high impact men or, you know, somebody accelerating and, um, you know, I think for me, I, I've been thinking a lot about legacy and just kind of like, what's the legacy I want to leave? And I'm looking at over your head, you've got this poster that says, do it for your team, not for applause. Uh, yeah. You know, so just think about all these different areas where you're serving other people, your family, your school, your your team, and then also an F3. I mean, what what's your take on, on legacy or what does that uh, look like for you? Yeah, that's a that's a whole podcast right there. It's deep. Yeah, so, I know it. <laughs> no, it's it's just are you yeah, and one of these it's maybe it's a little bit or I mean leave it better than you found it and you know like if you were gone tomorrow from F3 would people feel that presence? Hmm. There there are so many guys in F3 that if they were to leave uh, you'd feel it yeah. you just, and, and you it's just like when they show up to the workouts they're there they're, they have a presence yeah. uh, they're lifting people up and it's just it's taking care of people I think for for me one of the one of the profound changes in um, teaching and coaching uh, for me was, uh, was we're getting up to about 12 years so it could have been like my sixth year of of teaching and I had a student in class that was just struggling kind of uh, wearing the same clothes every single day and, mm-hmm. and just kind of sloppy and uh, seemed like uh, she was on some stuff outside of school, just bad grades. And, uh, you know, we, we had, I don't know if you'd call it an altercation. I guess you would the, phone rang to the classroom and I kind of just dismissively and just a jerk way as like, you know, Laura, you know, it's for you. Mm. you she went down to the principal office. I didn't trust her to go down there uh, wisely. So, so I kind of followed her down and uh, she got after me as she, she showed up. I mean, like, how dare you treat me like that? And I kind of talked back to her and, and then I kind of ended that year where it was like, I never got to her. I never mm-hmm. could get to her. That was, that was a loss. So I see her the next year in the ISS room. Cause I had ISS duty and she is sitting at one of the desks in school suspension and she has a hood and she's been crying the hoods over her head. And I don't know, why I like to I think it like to think it was the Holy Spirit Spirit working through me. I know it was. And I just took a, a sheet of paper that was randomly on the desk and I wrote a note. I have no idea what the note said. And I kind of just 
instead of waking her up, I kind of just put it on her back. Uh, she was kind of laying down, so I just kind of put it on her back. And I didn't see her the rest of the year that year, so that was her junior year. I teach sophomores. I had her sophomore year. Saw the junior year looking like that, and I was like, oh, that poor girl. Then senior year comes, and I saw her in the cafeteria, and she – I didn't see her at first. She said, Mr. Cooley, and turned around. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Laura, she looked great, uh, healthy, and she was smiling. I'd never seen her smile really before, maybe a smirk. And we talked, and she was so proud to share – what she was doing. Wow. She was really into art and she was really proud about it. And uh, we talked for maybe uh, a minute or two and I was like, that's great. And I, I would, I had my food and I went to check out and she called me one more time. And, and I bet it took a lot of courage. I'm just actually thinking about this for the first time because we're able to talk like this. Mm. I, I bet it took her a lot of courage to say the, the following, but when she did, it put me, on a mission and a journey. And she said, Mr. Cooley. And I, she said, you remember that letter you wrote me? I said, I, I do. I do remember that. It took me a second to remember it. Like, yeah, I do. And she goes, I want to let you know, I have that taped up to my ceiling so that I know when I go to bed at night and I wake up in the morning, I know somebody believes in me. Wow. And I could have just dropped my food right That's there. Cool. And that, that put me on a, a journey of trying to, write letters to kids and, and notes to kids and lifting people up. And I, and I, I say all this because a legacy, I think we're just trying to, to lift others up and yeah. just completely be selfless and try to fight human nature every single day. Mm -hmm. And, and just that, that question, what can I do to impact others? And I think people want to be believed in. Yeah. Uh, I think they want to be recognized uh, I think they want to have value and provide value to groups and everything I just said right there is F3. Yeah. I mean, people are providing value. They're providing time when you give time to other people and you couple all those things in. And if, if one of our guys is doing that, I mean, they're leaving an amazing legacy. They really are. And so, uh, we're not perfect all the time, but uh, boy, that's what that's kind of what it means to me is do our people do people feel better? You know, that it's like that old adage, they maybe forget what you say, but you'll never forget the way you made they made you feel. Yeah. And boy, there's a lot of there are a lot of there are a lot of guys that have that have helped me along the way with that in F three for sure. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing that story. That's, that's awesome. You know, I, I think um, something you mentioned too, is just like the, like the power of the written word, you know, oh, man. like it doesn't take long to write something down, but um, it, it reminds me at the the men's retreat uh, this last, uh, I think it was January, February, maybe um, there's like a, a, a portion of that day where like guys receive letters from different people in their life that, you know, have just taken time to write them a letter about, you know, their impact. Yeah. Or, um, boy, you've never seen a room of grown men cry uh, like that. Right. It's just that, you know, when somebody takes time to write something and tell you, like you said, they believe in you, you're doing a good job, right. Just those simple things. Um, right. And I'm amazed too at, 
you know, we spend so much time trying to figure out um, our purpose in, in life. And, and sometimes it just takes one person to say, Hey, you're really good at this thing over here. You know, like oh, yeah. you really have a knack for uh, encouraging other people or whatever it may be. So I, I love that example. And uh, yeah, it doesn't take, and, and that's where as guys, we think we have to come up with the next creative thing. We've got, we have to have these big, huge plans and, 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 and really, we just need to do the simple things yeah. and it's already been done. It's already withstood the test of time. Uh, whatever the, your faith is, uh, if it's for me, Jesus, uh, boy, that's, that's time tested. Uh, it's, it's approved. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's simple. We, if we just continually go to the simple things, uh, good things happen. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm curious, you know, in, in some of that, you know, as you're thinking about like, maybe how do we be encouraging or, you know, but like any advice for guys, like it, it, maybe it's a site queue or existing packs or maybe even new guys, but how do we, how do we just continue to engage guys in the, in what we're trying to do? I mean, any, anything you learned in, in your years with the group? Yeah. I, I, I know there's just certain guys when I think of like eyes up and people looking out uh, for PAX members, it's uh, Firewalker always mm -hmm. has his antenna up yeah. on other people's needs. And those are good riders for me because I think, I think it's very normal. I don't, I, I haven't said it out loud, but I'm sure there's people in there like, all right, I want to get my workout in. I want to make sure I'm going hard. I want to make sure I'm doing this. And I routinely see Firewalker kind of not caring about himself and mm -hmm. serving others. And those when I those are good reminders for me. And uh, that's helped me a lot. That that really has just. And he's not the only one I've seen do that. Obviously, when we're picking up the six and and whatnot. Um, but those are, those are good reminders about what F3 is all about. It, it's not about you. It's about the, the whole, it's the, what is it? The strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack. Yeah. And always taking care of each other. Yeah. Well, you know, so on that note, I mean, when you think about just you and where you're at, you know, you kind of mentioned being at the end of a, some different seasons, right. With the shovel pass and, and basketball season, you know, when we see you out in, out in the gloom, you know, later this week, what do you need encouragement or prayers for anything in that space that the guys could serve you on? Um, that's a great question. I think just, yeah, continue to continue to push me, hmm. uh, continue to, yeah, not only physically, but even I, I love uh, asking questions. And like I said, and, and I loved getting to know the guys and just continually uh, maybe if I've earned the rights or uh, just allow me to kind of keep probing and talking to guys and find out what they're all about. Uh, that's what I love and, and continue to pray for me in whatever capacity that is. And, uh, education, love my job. It's kind of a cliche thing that over the last couple of years, like you hear about 
uh, it's tough teaching and stuff like that. It, it kind of is. It is. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm an optimistic guy, but I look around the people around me and um, even the students and uh, just pray for pray for our students and our teachers throughout the country to have a, a disposition where uh, we have joy. Um, mm. We're, we're uh, I see a lot more than ever, f almost flatlined people just right in the middle, um, just kind of comfortable with mediocrity. And so that's been hard. So any, any prayers of just uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through people and in people and with people would be, boy, that'd be much appreciated and loved by me. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you got it. I, I think that's that's spot on. You know, I think um, something as you were saying that, I was curious your thoughts on just the, um, you know, just your your leadership with students, or maybe it's it's players on you know on on a team. But I mean, have you had any opportunity? I know a couple of guys have maybe eh'd a, a student or a golf you know team member. I'm thinking of I think Doctor Thunder or somebody had like four of his golf players show up one time to work. Oh. but have you have you had any opportunity there or how do you how do you broach that kind of thing as you're trying to steward or lead that? yeah we've had a we've had a couple uh papio south guys here um not as many as i would have anticipated i know that uh rooney and myself and sundance is mm. a, a teacher up here so we've we've gotten him yeah, which is a good thing, and he's tried to get uh, a couple other guys. I, I, I think we have a, a good balance right now of not pestering, but at the same time, uh, kind of encouraging. And yeah. it's only a it's only a matter of time for sure. Yeah, uh, that we get it. I know. I was just we had a substitute teacher up here. He's this was last Friday. He's fifty six, fifty eight years old, and uh, I had mentioned something about the workout to my kids and it's like, Oh, you know, those Curry guys, which are the dip brothers and that, Oh, they're always trying to get me out there. I'm like, I'm telling you, they know what they're talking about. Get out there, yeah. get out there. So uh, awesome. yeah, it's, and this is the the time of year, right? It's yeah. uh time of year to get those going again. And so that's a good reminder for me right there. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I've got to continue to put your arm around guys and say, come on out. Yeah, well, you think about, too, like the scholarship, the foundation, some of the things that, that we've been able to do, you know, within the F3 Omaha region. And just, you know, if we're going to prevent sad clown syndrome, like somehow we got to keep, you know, getting uh, people in younger. Are your kids, do you have any any boys or have your kids been out to any 2.0 workouts? I've got a 13-year-old son, and okay. he's definitely coming out soon. He's okay. uh, he's he's done a little cross-country uh and he's done a little track and he's kind of, he's kind of gearing up for it. He's got a couple of workouts going uh, okay. around the house. So he, he's gearing up for it. So I'm going to bring him out one of these mornings. Yeah. He, nice. doesn't, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to not be able to do it, which I keep telling him you're fine, whatever works, but yeah, yeah. we're going to get him. We're going to get him out there for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I'll be praying for you on that. That's a special moment from the guys that I, I, I have two daughters, so I won't, I don't really know that okay. experience yet, but. I've got two dollars myself. There's nothing better. There's nothing yeah. better. Well, hey man, anything else that you know from your story or just experience or things you you like guys to know that you want to share while while you've got the airtime? Yeah, everything. 
everything about F3's culture is what all it really is. I've never been so convinced of something is what every Fortune 500 company is trying to get in their culture. It's what every business is trying to get. And it is incredible how easy F3 makes it look yeah. and how difficult other people make it seem like behind me i'll just grab whatever it may be um trying to find i got a ton of books back here that uh let's see 21 most powerful minutes in a leader's day and all this stuff. <laughs> john maxwell huh? yeah it is yeah there's stuff like that but that that's all just it it means nothing unless it's actually lived out and and there there is the the one phrase that i keep going back to that builds teams is shared suffering hmm. and that is and wow does f3 provide that on a consistent basis shared suffering physically shared suffering in terms of here's what's going on in people's lives hmm. let's reach out to them the power of prayer in that suffering and that vulnerability is what all of these businesses and these companies and organizations are missing. And yet it is, it, it amazes me how easy it is for F3. Yeah. And it, all it is, is like F3. I haven't thought about this till now, but F3 is like, it is it's like when you see like employee owned business or mm -hmm. whatever that this is employee owned. Yeah. I mean, this is the people that have decided that they want to get involved with this. And then they take incredible ownership of making sure that culture never slips. It's yeah. why it's why we do the, uh, the repetitive things every single day. Mm -hmm. it, and uh, the credos and the mission statements, five core principles. I mean, they're not just things that are, you know, let's laminate this and put it up on a wall and yeah. here we go. And oh my gosh, we've got the culture. Yeah. F3 has it. And for if there is anybody that's listening in and is kind of like, ah, oh, that stuff's too early for me. And that that's, Oh man, it'll, it'll change your life. It'll change no. your life. I, I can't think I was just talking to Levy uh, Monday morning and we both agreed we've never regretted going to one workout. Now we suffered in plenty of them, but never regretted <laughs> going to one workout, but boy, the sad clown uh, regrets of not going. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's real. And those people, th this is stuff that it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter about your comfortable lifestyle. Uh, this will change. This this will make profound change in mm. people. So anybody that's kind of on the fence, oh, man, you go change your life. Get involved. Man, I, lo I love it. I, I think that's that's a wrap right there, man. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I love what you said and and what's so cool too is that each each guy has their own experience or reasons why they stay. And so then the word of mouth 
advertising, right? It's just like, we, yeah. you know, we don't even have to create it, right? It's just like, I'm sharing my experience with people. I'm trying to EH and, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I, I'm right there with you. I know for my team at, at work, I'm constantly trying to like sprinkle in the concentrica model and, you know, different, <laughs> different things from the Q source to try to like, you know, see yes. if we can implement uh, F3, uh, I, you know, ideas and, and strategies at, at work, but it, it's, um, it's still really hard. And the main difference it is, is, you know, the, the yeah. shared suffering, like you said, on a, on a consistent basis is it's hard to recreate that, you know, I think oh, um, in so a corporate very hard. Yeah. That's why F3 is so special. Definitely. Man, this has been awesome. Well, let's uh, take it out in a little name Rama. Sound good? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. I'll, I'll start us off here. Uh, Brandon Flehardy, 37, The Plague. The Plague. Joseph Cooley, 40, Beanie. Beanie. Nice job. And I did a little foot tap there underneath, too. Yeah. Got me going that years ago. So there you go. What's now? Is there a call sign with Feeney? Has Swiper come up with anything or what's? No, nothing. Uh, G string had a little like coach Feeney going on, but no, there's, there's nothing. Okay. Have we, maybe we've stumped him. Maybe, maybe he has failed at something. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. Well, Swiper, if you're listening, you got it. You got an assignment, brother. Yeah. Hey, this was great, man. Have a good rest of your night. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Yep. Later, man. All right.